Amen. Well, good morning, Wellspring family. Good morning to those at home today. Uh, For those who don't know me, my name's Carl, and I am the Youth and Kids Minister here at our central Watford location here at Wellspring. And uh, I just want to acknowledge the presence in the room. I don't know if you felt it when we took communion together. I think that there there was an atmosphere change, wasn't it? I don't know if you would agree with me. And I am so thankful that God gave his only son, his one and only son. God sacrificed his son for us so we would be forgiven, so we would have eternal life, so we could have full relationship with him. And uh, I just want to honour in the room today all the mums, all the sacrifice that you make. It's Mother in Sunday, those spiritual mums, the biological mums. Thank you for all you do um, my wife, uh, just recently, we, we had a baby boy, um, and it's a beautiful thing watching her uh, as a wife uh, become a mum and seeing the sacrifice that she makes. You know, even at, at birth, honestly, like, ladies, you are amazing. Seeing it for real, that is, you are truly ninja. Like, I don't know how else to say it, but yeah, thank you for your sacrifice. And on the, the topic of sacrifice, um, on Mothering Sunday, I get to speak to you about Abraham sacrificing Isaac or taking him up the mountain. That's a great subject for Mothering Sunday, isn't it? But let me promise you, there is an end, and I want to take you on a journey today. So we are going to be reading from Genesis 22 later, so if you want to get your Bibles ready, we will get to that. But we are looking at Abraham's journey, um, and I've entitled this, uh, this talk Outrageous Obedience, because what we see in Abraham is an absolute outrageous obedience to what God is uh, calling him to do. And I don't know about you, those who have got kids. Again, I've, I've just become a dad for the, for the first time six weeks ago. If God said to me today, Carl, would you sacrifice your only son, Micah? I would tell him, no way you can jog on. That is not happening. Anyone else in the room? If, if God said to you today, or anyone at home, sacrifice your only child or one of your children, what would your answer be? I mean, for certainly, I will be real with you today, no way. And I am not there yet. But we're in a stronger faith series where God wants to take us on a journey. He wants to build our faith. He wants to encourage us and get us to a place where we can truly, truly be vulnerable and sacrifice in front of him in obedience. And I think that's where God is leading us today. And there's been so many um, analogies and illustrations of God as a personal trainer. And I'm just going to throw into the mix there. You know, I'm, I'm really real that I would absolutely not sacrifice my son right now. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to get there. I want to, obviously I don't want to sacrifice him, but I want to get to the place where I'm really trusting God. I'm really hearing him. I'm really seeing him for real. Um, and God, if we're looking at him as a personal trainer, the, the analogies we've been looking at, you know, he is building us up to something, isn't he? In each of our lives, there is something that he wants to build us up to. And you, you can't do it right now. But actually, we want to say, God, eventually, I want to get to that place. I want to be in that place where I am real and I'm able to do this with you. And that's why Abraham was able to get to that place with God. It took a journey, but... We don't do that journey alone. And what we see in Genesis is God journeyed with Abraham, just as God is journeying with us today. We don't have to do it alone. In our times where we're struggling, in our times where we're fearful, and we're not being obedient, 
God is still there in the midst with us. How amazing is that? So if you turn to your Bibles, we're going to go from Genesis 22. I'm only going to take the first uh, two verses here from Genesis 22. And this is what it's saying. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, this is where it takes a turn for the worse. Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. Aren't you glad the story doesn't end there? (laughs) Aren't we glad that we have a God who journeys with us? And there, let me tell you, let's be real this morning. Can I be really real and, and vulnerable? Is that okay? There are moments in life where it is costly. It is so costly when we are worshipping God. There are sacrifices to be making. It comes at a great cost. Okay, But as I said, we don't have to do it alone because we are in relationship with the one who loves us, for the one who sent his only son in whom he loved and whom he was well pleased for you. We get to journey together. We have relationship with him. And also, let's, as David has said this morning, he proclaims so many things in communion that God He is good. He is loving. He is our Father. He is gracious. He is slow to anger. He is caring. He is perfect in every single way. That is the God we are in relationship with today. And actually, let me tell you, looking into this a bit more, there it wasn't just a sacrifice of Isaac. What I see in these um, these two verses is a three way sacrifice. And let me tell you some of my thinking behind that. We've got the obvious one that, you know, God is saying, take your son and and sacrifice him. But there's two other sacrifices in the story that aren't necessarily standing out to us straight away. And one of them is Abraham's uh, descendants. All the promises God had given him, he's going to have to sacrifice. He's sacrificing uh, over 100, his one and only son. The lineage, everything would be gone. Sarah's maternal pride of being a mum, you know, she was barren. She couldn't have a kid. And God is saying, you need to sacrifice that, you need to put that down. You see, today our identity is so wrapped up um, in what we're doing for a job, what car we're driving, you know, how many likes we're getting on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. But back then, identity was based on your, who your descendants were and who your ancestors were. This is where your identity was wrapped up in. And God is saying... I want to go and sacrifice all of it. Go, go sacrifice all of it for me. And today I want to ask you a question. What is costly for us in sacrifice today in this room and for you at home? What is going to cost us so much that we have to truly sacrifice but find a new level of faith and build a new level of faith in obedience in relationship with him? Because this is what outrageous obedience is It's real. It's costly. But when we really know him, when we really know the King of Kings, we know he is doing it for our good. He is for us. He is not against us. And there's three things I want to draw out this morning from my thinking uh, that I want to share with you on your journey as you continue to grow and continue to build in faith. And the first one is outrageous obedience. It has a context of relationship. So outrageous obedience has a context of relationship. It's real. And when we read this, these these two verses, if we just took them out of context and we stand them alone, like, God, what are you thinking? 
up until then, we're cheering God on and Abraham on. He's blessing him and things are going amazing. And all of a sudden, God seems to act out of character. Because we know God is against child sacrifice, right? God is against murder. Why on earth are you asking uh, Abraham to do this? And let me tell you why. It's all about the journey. So if you hop all the way back to Genesis 12, when we first hear about Abraham, he's first mentioned, okay, God promises, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And guess what? God kept his promises. Even though, and this is, this is an encouragement for today, even though Abraham's disobedient. And why? He took lot, he took possessions. God's like, no, just go. But yet, even in Abraham's disobedience, God was still faithful to him. God still blessed him in his disobedience. And I believe if God would have said right at the beginning of of Genesis uh, chapter 12, uh, you're going to have a kid, you're going to have to sacrifice him, I think Abraham would have hopped out and be like, nah, see you later, mate. I ain't doing none of this. But it took a journey. And that's what we're all on today. I'm on it, you're on it. We're on a journey of faith. We're on a journey of knowing him. And actually, God is extremely gracious uh, in Abraham's disobedience. And let me say today, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm disobedient. And is anyone with me here? Or is it just my, my arm in the egg? Great, I'm, I'm really encouraged by that. you at home as well. Um, God is still gracious in our disobedience. When we look at Abraham's journey, what we see is he sacrificed his wife twice to, to go and sleep with other people, lying, oh, this is my sister. And then in that, the second instance, King Abimelech blesses Abraham. And you're thinking, like, he's lied. He's messed up. He's done the same mistake again. But actually, how how's he come off like this? It's because God is faithful. and God had a plan. God wanted to build his faith and take him on a journey. And this is where he wants to take you in the room and you at home today. He wants to journey with you through relationship. You know, uh, God says to Abraham, you're going to have a son. And what does he go and do? He goes and sleeps with Hagar, doesn't he? What a while. Because Sarah's like, oh, I'm a bit impatient now. But in that, God is still gracious. God is still faithful to him. He's building his faith. He's working with him like a personal trainer. And through some of my experiences, my failures, um, my shortcomings, God is still good. And he's still come through in my life and shown me his grace and his love and his forgiveness. And that's the God that we worship today in context. That is the relational God that we get to serve today. And actually, can I, can I be as bold to say that some of the pain I've experienced, there's been purpose in it. And that makes us a little bit uncomfortable, doesn't it? There's purpose in the pain. That, that makes me uncomfortable just standing here talking about it. But God is so redeeming and so restoring on our journey. Even though we've made a mistake, it's okay. Let's, let's take you on a relational journey. Let's build your faith. Let's grow you. Find out more about me for real, like for real, real. Not just in our heads with head knowledge. Oh, yeah, I can recite this, but in our hearts, in our spirit, knowing who he really is. And the more and more we know about him, the more and more context of relationship we're going to have with God. So when he seems to ask something a bit obscure, we know that he is good and he is for us and that he loves us. And actually, it's probably for our own good. It makes us uncomfortable, but that's what God does. He journeys with us, okay? Even in fear, even in fear, God still blessed Abraham. Even in fear, God didn't say, I'm done with you. Yeah, that's it. You've, you've, you've messed up. You've done a mistake. I quit. I'm out. Even in fear, God took Abraham by the hand and led him and grew him in faith. 
So I don't know if any of you are in fear today. There's certainly stuff that I fear about as a new parent. I might bang on about this, about being a new parent for a while until it, it wears thin. But even still, in spite of that, God is taking me on a journey. And just as God this morning is taking you on a journey in the room and you at home, he wants everything from you. And I wonder, as Abraham was walking up the mountain, it's a three-day trip, right? We've seen in the, in the passage, three-day trip. And apologies if I've taken this out of context, I'm sure someone will tell me. Um, but imagine he looked up to the stars and saw the stars and remembered God's promise to him that your offspring are going to be more than the stars in the sky. I wonder if he's walking and he's looking up going, yeah, I, it, there's something in context here. I know him for real. I know God will not go back on his word. I know God's word will not return to him void. I know God will follow through on his promises because he loves me. And I wonder today, in context of relationship, how are we seeing God for ourselves? Are we seeing God as a psychopath, as a slayer with a knife? And he's like, I'm coming for you. Come on. The minute you mess up, bang, that's it. I'm coming. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Or are we looking at God as a very skilled heart surgeon with experience, with love, doing things for our good, doing things so we can thrive rather than just surviving? So I wonder today, what is your relationship with him? Are you seeing him as a slayer or are you seeing him as a surgeon? Is it a saving cut or is it a slaying cut? How is your context with God For a while, I saw God as someone who wanted to slay me. But actually, he, in that, still took me on a journey to show me his grace, his love, his forgiveness, who he really is. And I wonder if some of you today in the room still look at God as a bit of a slayer. Some of you at home, like, are you you a slayer or are you for me? Obedient, uh, outrageous obedience has a context and knows who he really is. And that comes from journey. And let me tell you, outrageous obedience isn't blind obedience. Okay, we get this a lot. Was Abraham just walking in blind obedience? Well, I I would say no, because blind obedience doesn't require a relationship. It doesn't. Blind obedience does not require a relationship. Okay, blind obedience is doing something without thinking for yourself. And some of you know I was in the army, and I can give you a really good explanation of what I think blind obedience is today. Um, I was 12 weeks into basic training and we had a change of our, our training team. There was a, a boat incident, we nearly sunk a ferry. This is for a different time. I wasn't a Christian, but I will share that another time. Our, cha- our training team had changed and we had a new second lieutenant who had something to prove. He said, look boys, I've got this. You can put your map and compass away. I'll guide you, I'll take you. You just follow me, it's all going to be good. And like, as someone at, at week 12, you're tired you are drained, you're being pushed to your limits, you're like, great, cheers, boss, you, you lead with that. He got us lost, number one. Number two, he left his weapon somewhere, which is like really vital when you're in the army, and took us into the wilderness. And about two hours later, he finally went, yeah, I, I, I think I'm lost. But we blindly followed him. We actually, I don't know what I was thinking, but the point I want to draw out of this, when we follow God, He sees everything. He has full sight. He doesn't have partial sight. He sees everything. He he is the Alpha and the Omega. He knows the beginning from the end. He is eternal. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when we look at some of Abraham's obedience, right, he showed that he trusted God even when he didn't fully understand. 
And I certainly will say to God, I'll put a stipulation on it sometimes, and I don't know if you do this, I will only be obedient if you give me the full picture. You tell me, beginning from the end, and how it's going to pan out, and I'm going to be blessed at the end. If I sacrifice this, I won't walk and take that step, because I want to know the full picture. But Abraham actually trusted, he knew God. And let me tell you something about Abraham's journey. He knew that Isaac would be restored to him. And how do we know that? Because he actually says, God will provide. And that's, that's really key for us today, for, especially for those in the room and those at home. God will provide. So what we see in Hebrews eleven nineteen, this is why it's not blind obedience. He reasoned, Abraham reasoned, that God can raise the dead. He reasoned, he thought about it, he knew him, he trusted him, he'd had that journey. God had built his faith to the point where he's like, that's fine, God can raise the dead. I wonder if we could have that confidence today. Can God raise the dead? And I want to talk on a bit of Isaac, because not many people mention Isaac in this story. We kind of focus on Abraham. And I want to take a little bit of uh, Isaac's journey today. First of all, he wasn't a kid, right? He's not like Micah, six weeks old or seven weeks now. Um, He was a fully grown man. Because we see in the narrative that he is carrying wood. Who's carried wood? Wood is heavy, right? Anyone carried wood before? Anyone like done any lumberjack stuff? I don't know. But wood is heavy, right? I, I probably think he was built like me, quite, you know, quite buff, quite, you know, he knows his way. Um, and with ancient culture, with that culture they were in, you couldn't carry the sword until you were at least 20. And the, the scripture tells us he was carrying a sword. So let's say he's at least 20, right? And then they're going through town to town to town on this journey. But Isaac's thinking, my dad ain't bought the sacrifice yet. So is, is summing up. And finally he gets on top of the mountain. There's still no sacrifice. And he was probably quite built. Abraham's an old man. Mate, you're frail. I could take you right now. I'll make you the sacrifice. This could be some of Isaac's thinking. He was big enough. But why didn't he do that? Because he trusted God. Isaac had seen the journey that his dad had been on. He'd experienced God for himself. So he was confident as well that God would provide. And he did. So on our journey today, are we believing that God can provide? Wherever we're at right now in building our faith, are we really, really believing that God can provide? Or are we just like, I think it'll... I don't know. Because are we being obedient to the point, as I said earlier, where we really know for real that God can do the impossible? Like, for real. Not just say it and recite it, but actually have it within our hearts, within our spirit. Because there's times where I'm like, no chance, man. I, I don't think you can do the impossible. And actually, God's okay with that. He wants to take you on that journey. You're not going to get it straight away. We see this with Abraham. Okay, all the way through, God has given him, I've got a covenant with you. Abraham will go and mess up. Here's another covenant. He'll go and mess up. God is so forgiving and gracious. And can I, can I just say today, don't beat yourself up. Just because you're not where you think you want to be, don't beat yourself up. Because God wants to take you. He wants to relationally take you by the hand and say, look, follow me. Because I have the best for you. Just stick to the journey. And Abraham's heart... Is where his treasure was. So 
So in his heart, his outrageous obedience, his outrageous obedience, sorry, led to a high level of faith. And that's where he placed his treasure. His treasure was, I want to have this faith with God that is like nothing else, where God can ask me to do anything and I will trust him. So where is our treasure in our hearts today? How are we allowing God to lead us? And finally, what I see as well is outrageous, outrageous obedience. It's really hard to say when you've not been drinking water. Outrageous obedience, it trusts in God's promises. Okay, let me tell you why. God promised Abraham a son. And in Genesis 21, he said, through your offspring, Isaac, okay, will be. And I want to read to you Hebrews 11. 17 to 19, just so I can get the point of trust here. By faith, you know, it's what they start. This is the Hebrews Hall of of Fame. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced, circle that word, embraced the promises, was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so, in the manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Abraham trusted in God's promises, but it took a journey to get there. As I said earlier, he didn't get it straight away. I think he would have walked. It took a relational journey with his heavenly father to get to the place where he needed to be. And what I see from this Um, this journey of Abraham, if you go from Genesis 12 all the way through to 22, Abraham doesn't leave the journey. He stays. He stands the test of time. He stays with God. He doesn't leave the journey, even though he failed. Didn't leave the journey. Failed again. Stayed on the journey. God blesses him. Stays on the journey. Perseverance here is what I see as a key. Let's, Let's hold on to, let's persevere with the promises that God has given to us today. Because in each and every one of you, God is talking to you. He is telling you things. He is giving you promises. Are you going to persevere on that journey? Because Abraham got his breakthrough, didn't he? We see uh, at the top of Mount Moriah, God provides. He didn't, he didn't quit, even though he was fearful. He didn't quit because he failed. Actually, what God was doing, he was taking him from strength to strength. He was building his faith. And that's what God wants to do for us today and for you at home. He wants to take us from strength to strength. He wants to build our faith. Just do not quit. Stick the journey out because James 1, 2, uh, James 1, uh, 2 to 4, let me read that to you. Because it talks about perseverance. And I think that is, that is key when we're looking at growing faith. We need to persevere. And it says this, a bit uncomfortable the first bit. Consider it pure joy. Okay, here we go. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So what does that tell us? God wants us to persevere with him relationally. He wants us to keep coming to him, keep spending time with him and actually can I be really bold and say, can we believe what he's saying? Because there's sometimes in my life when God is giving me promises and I'm like, I'm not sure if if that's going to follow through. That in spite of that, he's saying, look, take me by the hand, let me lead you and let me show you because no word will return to me void. 
And Abraham's obedience was still there, even when he didn't feel like it. I imagine as he was making that journey for three days, he was thinking, reasoning, going, why am I, should I? Huh? What? But even when he didn't feel like it, he still chose to stick to the journey. And he got his breakthrough. Because perseverance will get us breakthrough. Right at the last minute, God comes and there's a a sacrifice provided. Persevere. Your breakthrough in Jesus' name is on its way. Stick with the journey. Stick with the one who loves you. That's what Paul's talking about when he says, let's walk by faith and not by sight. You might not be seeing breakthrough right now, but faith says, actually, God, I know you will provide. You might be walking up a mountain like Abraham thinking, I've got to sacrifice this and what I'm seeing is bleak. No, but faith says different. Look, God is good. He's good on his promises. He is faithful to me even when I'm not faithful to him because that's how I've seen God work in my life. And sometimes it's uncomfortable and it's quite embarrassing when God asks us to sacrifice something. And just a while ago, six, seven weeks ago, I was in Watford General Hospital and... um, it was a bit of an ordeal for my boy being born. Um, women, you'll know about this. Sarah's epidural failed, the first one. Man, I've never seen a woman in so much pain. It got recited. Um, she pushed. He wouldn't come. Uh, then they're like, we need to get the forceps in there. We need to get the, the suction cup, the Von 2 in there. So I'm in theatre, and God is like, I want you to pray out at the top of your voice and tongues. And for those of you who know me, like, I, I do not get embarrassed. I have no shame. Even, even more so now I'm a dad. It's like it's out the window. But I literally shriveled up inside. And I was like, no, no, no. Can I just do it in my heart, God? He's like, no, no. I promised you your son would be okay. And I want you to pray at the top of your voice in tongues in, in an operating theater with people I don't know. And I'm like, no, no, not doing it, not doing it. But actually, what I want to encourage you today is uh, faith is held by what we're most aware of and we put value on I put value on my son Micah I put value on God's promises and I prayed in tongues at the top of my voice and I felt a prat I felt an absolute wally for real honestly and it was it was horrendous but in that God's promises were met breakthrough come he arrived completely fine as God had promised but he was taking me on a journey he was testing me trying to strengthen my faith And that's what he wants to do today with you. That's what outrageous obedience is. It says today that actually, even though this might be uncomfortable, embarrassing, and, you know, I don't fully understand, but I trust you because you love me. And my my good friend David Dodder will come up in a minute and he will uh, share a response with you. But I just want to give you a couple of final thoughts before he does that. Today, what is God asking us to sacrifice to grow in faith? How are we going to respond to him today? Because we have a choice to run. We have a choice to stay trapped in fear. We have a choice to not believe. But what I want to do, I want to stir some faith in the room this morning. I want to stir some faith at home. Is that okay? I want us to reflect of those times where we have been obedient and we've got our breakthrough. And through that, we've grown. God has grown us. And he said, look, you are going from strength to strength. Okay, I wonder if we could think about our journey and the encounters we've had with him. And why don't we look up what, what stars in the sky are reminding us of God's promises? What dust on the ground are we looking at as we journey with him that says he is faithful because he loves us?
And look, you can still send prayer requests in right now and we will take the time to pray for you. We're not in any rush because prayer comes first. So if, if God is stirring something within you today, will you, just, will you send a DM, will you, will you send that over to one of our team? And let me tell you, Jesus gave his one and only son for you, in whom he loved and in whom he was well pleased. There's a parallel here, okay? We took communion together and we were reminded of that. For those of you that don't know Jesus, for those of you perhaps tuning in for the first time, could your outrageous obedience today be you give your life to him and allow him to take you relationally by the hand? Would you, would you sacrifice pride? Would you sacrifice any sense of embarrassment and just say, look, God, I give my life to you today? Because I think we can agree in the building he is faithful. And if we had the time, I could go around everyone and you at home and we could talk about the amazing things God has done and how he has grown us in our faith. So, obedience to him builds faith. Outrageous obedience builds faith. And this is why we're in our, our um, Stronger Faith series, because we want to build. We want to build our faith to a point where we can say, God, I will be obedient no matter what. Take me to Mount Moriah and I will sacrifice. And I'm not there yet. But what I do see on my journey is how God has helped me sacrifice money, how God has helped me sacrifice fear, how God has helped me sacrifice being in control of stuff all the time. And let me tell you, now I stand here stronger in faith because of what he did. And I've messed up loads of times, but God has still been faithful, and you will mess up loads of times, let's be real. But he's still faithful and he still loves you. So I wonder now if you could just, just take some time and say... Here I am. God, what can I sacrifice to you today?